0: Well, we're not just going to let you walk out of here. Who is we, sucker?
1: Smith
2: and Wesson and me?
0: my day
3: praise the lord and pass the ammunition it's time for the gun guy tv podcast hi i'm joel persinger i'm the gun guy thank you very much for listening to the gun guy tv firearms podcast as usual this podcast is about an hour long the first half an hour is available on your favorite podcast player in audio form only and also on Rumble, and you'll find links for those things in the description. On the Rumble version, it's actually the video as well, so you can watch the video version of it if you want. If you'd like to see the entire podcast, that's available only to Gun Guy TV crew members. You can find that by simply going to gunguytvcrew.com where you can sign up to be a member of Gun Guy TV crew. Or if you're already on Locals or you're already on Patreon, you'll find Gun Guy TV Crew on both of those places as well. This podcast runs, as I said, about an hour. The first half an hour is available free on your favorite podcast player as an audio podcast and on Rumble. And then about 25 to 30 minutes into it, we're going to jump over to Gun Guy TV Crew and wrap it up. So that's kind of the way that works. That's how I get supporters, and I really, really need them in today's economy, so if you could help me out, that would be great. Today, we're going to talk about revolvers, hence the reason why I have the dirty, hairy, uh, wonderful shoulder holster on, and I'll show you the gun that's in it here in just a couple of minutes. We're going to answer the question, are revolvers dead? And in order to do that, I've got Pete E., yes, Pete E., today we're going to call him Pete Everlast, just because... He does. And we'll also have uh, Sam Paredes from Gunners of California and Rick Travis from the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Well, so without further ado, let's get into it and answer the question, are revolvers dead? Guys, thank you very much for joining me today. It's a revolver day. And the question for today is, are revolvers dead, obsolete, useless, no more? What do you think? okay i don't think i
0: don't think they're dead
1: at all in terms of a couple of things i think one they're always going to be a part of firearms uh, manufacturing it has been a mainstay for a couple of centuries now where people just keep refining and making it you know just you know better and better we have um hammerless revolvers that are great for ccws you know, in all sorts of different terms, I'm sure we'll explore like a gut gun and things like that moving forward, but also, you know, with the advent of three-gun Western shooting, three-gun you know, Dirty Harry, everything else shooting, um, a lot of the revolvers of past 50 to 150 years are very much mainstream and are also being refined um, you know, you look at some of the uh, models that have come off of the cold single action, and you look at all the different techniques and uh you know you can geek out and i'm sure sam will expand on this but you go now like absolute artisans who can take that firearm and make it so you can draw competitively perfectly just about every time and so i don't see revolvers going anywhere anytime soon other than into people's collections and as their personal sidearm
0: Sam. Well, Jerry Mishlik has proven that the revolver is here to stay, that uh, it can be fired uh, as quick as or quicker in some cases than semi-automatics, uh, if you learn his reloading techniques. Um, so he he holds all kinds of world records for getting rounds off out of a gun, and it haps, happens to be a wheel gun. And the fact of the matter, what, what Rick said is true. The revolver is never going to go away because it is the perfect gun for somebody who is not a gun enthusiast has a limited amount of time to train and practice with a firearm they are super easy to load and unload to carry safely and in many cases where uh, you know if you have a uh, you know, bug-out gun that you want to call a pocket gun. Oftentimes, a hammerless revolver is the perfect weapon because you don't have to worry about uh, safeties or, or you know, uh, whatever. So, uh, revolvers are here to stay. They were they were here from the beginning. Oh uh, well, they started out with single-shot pistols, and then um, Samuel Colt came up with the 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 wooden model of the wheel gun that he he. Built when he was on some boat somewhere, and it had turned into a a mainstay. Uh, 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 I argue that they are super simple to shoot, simple to operate safely. Um, You know, people will argue, yeah, but you can only get six rounds. Well, now you can get eight round revolvers, Mm -hmm. uh, which happen to be more rounds than some of your pocket semi autos, and you can get them in virtually every caliber you can imagine. So, uh, no revolvers for personal protection, for home defense, for hunting, for competition, they will never go away. They will always be here with us. And the fact of the matter is that the anti-gun progressive, wacky left-wing gun haters, they almost never go after, revolvers. Um, it, it's the semi-automatics that are the, the demons. So they're going to be with us. And if we don't accept them and and continue to train with them, then we won't be able to share that with, with people who are coming into uh, the, the world of, of firearms for whatever purpose, hunting, personal protection, for enjoyment, for collecting, for whatever reason. Um, we need to be able to, to, to teach them how to use them when to use them uh, and and where they're good so yeah revolvers are here to stay and um i've got multiple revolvers sitting in my gun room that will never ever go away i think one of them is going to be buried with me much to my son's dismay but
3: uh yeah let me know where you're buried i'll come dig it up (laughs) (laughs) you know i think uh, one thing we missed there and i would like to hear your views pete is that revolvers, unlike semi-autos, can be fired from inside a purse or from inside a jacket pocket and you're going to get every round off. And that's not going to be the case when the slide gets interrupted by the inside of the garment or the inside of the uh, the purse or bag. So sometimes um, people who carry a purse might opt for a revolver simply because if they don't have time to draw it, they can fire it from inside the purse. But what are your thoughts, Pete? Well. Uh
2: couple of them. First of all, you have Taxman, Eleanor Rigby, Here, There, and Everywhere, Yellow Submarine, Good Day Sunshine, Gotta Get You Into My Life, all off the Revolver album. Sorry, wrong Revolvers.
3: Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Horrendo Revolver. Or, <laughs> no, that's Geraldo Rivera. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no, listen, I love Revolvers. You know that. I, got, uh, I have my own. Uh, you know, Revolvers... Uh, revolvers have a benefit uh, beyond even where you shoot them from, and that is the likelihood of a revolver failing is so much closer to zero than uh, than any sort of semi-automatic pistol. The only thing that's that matches a revolver as far as reliability is a single shot, right? Because everything else is... Uh, i mean it they they it just goes it goes you don't have to you don't have to worry about uh is is my target load too light to, to cycle the gun is it too heavy that it's gonna it's gonna break something it, desert eagle proved that if you want to get a big magnum in a semi-automatic handgun you've got to get something that weighs just slightly more than a prius um <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't you can't go with a you can't go with a, a lightweight easy to carry 44 magnum semi-auto it just doesn't even the 44 auto mag weighed quite a few pounds. Um, so you have you have a, a strength and a rigidity there uh, just just from the way the things are designed uh, that gives you the ability to carry some pretty impressive loads. So like Sam mentioned that when you talk about hunting you're, you know you can you can you can step up to some loads hunting loads uh, that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, a Good friend of mine just moved to Montana. Uh, he goes out skiing and hiking and and whatnot, and he's worried about bears. So what does he buy? He buys a Smith and Wesson and the big 460 Magnum bear load, right? It's just this much below the 500 Magnum, and and kicks like a mule at his a ton of fun to shoot but yeah. be that as it may you're not going to find that round in a in a in a semi-automatic pistol it's just not made for it it's just again it's going to have to be a desert eagle it's going to have to weigh three pounds it's going to have to have a six eight inch barrel out of it to to get to get the delay and the and the, and the slide to move it's just it's going to be a mess it's going to be a train wreck so no they're they're here and they're going to be here for a long time and and as long as as long as guys like zombie bill and jalapeno hotshot are around they're gonna they're gonna keep the legacy of the old school revolvers uh alive and well for us
3: well you know an interesting thing has come up with you guys uh, talking about this just a couple of things one is the reliability issue obviously revolvers have their own issues if you're jerry much for example you can outrun the gun and you can end up locking it up because you're moving your finger faster than the, than that particular gun is set up to go
2: not my problem
3: um, or you can short stroke the the you know the trigger and you can lock it up it, that happens it's not common and i think that's the issue among the common gun owner that's not likely to occur but it can and I know I can see it in the comments already the other thing that's been brought up a couple times is round count and so here's the question I mean arguably 15 rounds is better than six or seven or whatever I'm not sure that when you're looking at you know the difference between one semi-automatic and the other semi-automatic and one has 12 or 13 rounds and one has 15 I'm not sure it's that arguably a big deal but when you have a handgun that holds six or seven rounds you have a handgun that holds like a glock Nine millimeter holds fifteen. That's arguably a big deal, or is it? I mean, I well,
2: I I, uh, I think the, the FBI put together a, a big a big uh, paper years ago. I think it talked about the average uh, the average uh, shooting two point three rounds, and unfortunately, that included some really stupid data. I believe suicides were included in that, and so one really. You know, add enough ones in there, and it really brings the average down. When cops were carrying uh, revolvers, the average uh, gunfight was six rounds. The the police shot six rounds. Oddly enough, that's all they had. But when they went to semi-automatic, it went to seven, not 15, seven. And I really believe that the the biggest benefit for carrying an extra mag if you're going to carry – the semi-automatic is not to make sure that you have 35 rounds or 50 rounds and you're ready for uh, the collapse of society. I think it is, uh, the, the magazine is the cheapest, first thing to break on your semi-automatic weapon. And uh, and in clearing a lot of problems with, your, with, uh, with whether you've got a Glock or a 1911 or an m and the first thing you do is you drop the mag, shove it in a new bag and rack, rack it. Um, and so, not as much round count as I think the extra mag is good for. Uh, rely, uh fixing reliability issues. Um, we'll go back to it again. Um, you just don't have those issues with the revolver. So, and then of course speed loaders of speed loaders have fixed that up. So it's it's uh, you you can drop a speed loader in. Even if you're not Jerry, you can drop a speed loader in about a second, second and a half, so.
3: When they first were marketed, they were called six second loaders because the slowest person on the planet could load the gun in six seconds. Um, I know because I was him. <laughs> I had to practice a lot before I could get anywhere. All right, I'm gonna ask a stupid question of both Rick and Sam. Do either of you have an opinion on this? <laughs> yeah, I... I told you it was a stupid question. <laughs>
1: I have a couple of opinions. One, I think accuracy has a lot to do with it. And when you look at some of those things, you know, when you know you have a bunch of anything, you just go through it. When you know you're limited, you're a little bit more careful what you're doing. And so I know there's been some reports, I was just trying to look one up real quick, that in gunfights, people with revolvers, because Pete was right, it's like one round difference between the two. But there was a slight, not a major, but it was a slight increase in accuracy with revolvers because people weren't just, it wasn't that whole rain of lead concept. Um, The other thing I would say too is going back to the round selection, you know, we have to go back. But if you go back to like the 4570, for example, when that was brought in, that round was brought in both in a lever action rifle and in a pistol. And it was a government round and it was designed so that if I needed to throw rounds to Pete, cause we were on the same side, I could throw the rounds and he could put them in either firearm. And that I think is something that if you're looking at the equation of a, a revolver, a revolver, now I have a 30 carbine lever action. I take deer hunting and a 30 carbine revolver that goes with me. The two things are on me. It's like, why wouldn't you? Cause it just makes it easier. So I think that's something else I have to look at is um, what you use the most often, you're going to be the most comfortable with. That's a part of, of the equation. I know Sam and I um, have had a couple of discussions out at his very classy pistol range, which I've yet to go to use, but we've had conversations there. Um, you you work both. You know, you've got to practice with both. It's building muscle memory. There, there's some differences um, and there's some very, very close similarities. But um, the other thing I will say about revolvers too is despite all the, and I'll just pick on Glock, despite all of their attempts to make firearms have back straps that will fit different hand sizes, revolvers probably, in my opinion, have more grip choices and customization to really get that down into someone's hand. Whereas some, especially like a, a, you know, a Wilson combat or something like that, you're kind of in a, this is your range of where you can go with that, whereas with the pistol, um, in this form of revolver,
3: that range opens up a bit more. And we'll be back in just a minute with Sam's opinion because I know he has one. Sit tight. Have you ever wondered just exactly how do people make a living doing podcasts or videos on YouTube? Uh, I'm going to answer that question and my answer is I don't know, (laughs) because that's not what I do for a living. I actually own a company called Practical Defense Systems that I started back in 2008 because I had a history at one time of being a director of security at a couple of different big companies and then I've since led security teams at churches and consulted at large churches like Saddleback Church and Skyline Church and so on and I've done a lot of that kind of work and so it was a natural fit to start a training company that trains security guards. We also have done, historically, quite a bit of firearms training for civilians, and we still teach the concealed carry course for the San Diego County Sheriff's Department within San Diego County. Now, about the same time, I also started a security company called Ronan SI, but that one is no more. As a matter of fact, I was looking around in a junk drawer, and I think all is left of the security company is this one patch and this one badge (laughs) i think that's it but the training company is going strong and we're adding new classes i'm really grateful for that we'll be adding even more classes in the coming year in 2023 so if you're looking for training as a security officer in the state of california then look no further check out practical defense systems at pdsclasses.com all of the training that's up there is online on demand. It's very inexpensive. You can do it from your cell phone anywhere on the planet that there is an internet connection. We'll also have some firearms training coming up in 2023. We're going to go back to doing that again. So that's going to be very exciting. I'm very look, uh, really looking forward to that. So do check us out. That's how I actually make a living. Practical Defense Systems. Once again, you'll find it at pdsclasses.com. Check it out.
0: This podcast needs your help. Send your entire wallet to the Gun Guy, 1313 Mockingbird Lane, Transylvania.
3: We're back. Sam, you're all primed and ready to go there, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness.
0: Tell us what you you think. (laughs) There are other factors that you have to consider. Um, A 38 special in virtually every loading is an easy gun to shoot in a, uh, a, a standard size gun. If you go down to the small J frames, it's a little more challenging, but still it is not something that, that anyone can learn to master. Uh, and frankly, getting hit by two or three nine millimeters versus one 44 Magnum um, is, is something to consider. And uh, even a 44 special. Just because you have a 44 Magnum or a 41 Magnum doesn't mean that you have to use Godzilla loads if you're using them for social defense as opposed to bear defense. Uh, right now, all the rage is the the 10 millimeter Glock as as a bear gun, and and there are so many uh, folks on 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 YouTube who are showing the difference between the, the 10 millimeter and the 44 Magnum and, and the utility of having the multiple rounds and, and all of that stuff. But we're talking about people with a significant amount of, of firearm experience and training. Um, it doesn't take as much to work and learn to be proficient with a revolver, either double action or single action. Um, and and the the wide variety, uh, you know, I, I'm one who, has actually made a revolver not work because i took a 357 magnum load that i was hand loading and i pushed the envelope a little bit so i had some primers that came back a little bit and put pressure on the back plate and 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 jammed the the uh the the revolver from cycling and and that was done because of what i did and knowing that I was pushing the envelope with the, with the power factor in, in a 357 Magnum. But you have such versatility, huge versatility uh, in virtually every caliber, whether it's a 38, whether it's a 357 Magnum, where you can shoot 38s or 357s. Your 41 Magnum, 44 Special, 41 Magnum, uh, you know, there are a variety of 41 caliber uh, rounds that you can shoot through it. And the same with the 44 Magnum, you don't have to shoot uh even even dirty harry uh explained in his second movie that he used some custom loads that were uh downloaded from the the magnum category when he was running through his uh combat competition and I'm telling you what there's a lot to be said about hitting somebody with a 240 grain bullet over a 125 grain bullet or 140 grain bullet and um you just have those those uh, abilities to 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 tailor the ammo and the gun to whatever purpose, and it's the same gun, it's the same ammo with different loadings. With the semi-automatics, I've jammed every semi-automatic I've got. I've got super customized Pac-Meyer, uh, original Pac-Meyer 1911 that I have gleefully jammed with underpowered or overpowered loads. Um, and, and all of my nine millimeters, I've kind of pushed the envelope in both of those areas and done the same thing. And it's it's even easier to do if you do something like a 357 SIG. Um, the, the only one that's almost always faithful is the 22 long rifle, which I would argue is a practical self-defense l- load if there's nothing else you can use. And in a revolver, it is super good because you can efficiently and accurately operate those firearms to defend yourself. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a big revolver. But, fan. but, I, Sam, I, I yeah.
2: but Sam, the president of the United States told us that a nine millimeter will blow the lung completely out of the body. <laughs> And How to that you point, run, you, you can
3: buy, a, you can buy concealed carry revolvers in nine millimeters so you can blow the lung completely out of the body. If that's what you wish to do, it's yeah. a
2: high caliber round. He said it, am not sure yes. what that means, yeah. but it's a high caliber round.
3: <clears throat> okay. Do any of you guys actually carry a revolver? What
0: kind of revolver do you carry? I carry a, um, charter arms undercover live shot revolver um it's super compact super light easy to use you, it 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 rattles like a, 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 a like a bunch of pans you know what i mean it, <laughs> but it's it shoots every time uh it's got the the hammer block on it so it's safe to to, to carry uh, you can drop it and nothing's going to happen uh i i also on occasion carry my my smite my smolt it's a, a model 66 um, K frame action, stainless steel with a, a mated cold python barrel, and that is the sweetest gun in the world. Even though it's got a six inch barrel, I don't find it that much more difficult to conceal that than I do my full size 1911s or my uh, full size uh, um, uh, Springfield XD five inch XD. Um, and and I'm when when that's with me, I feel totally confident that it'll do everything I need to do when i need to have it done all right rick
1: i'm old school i carry a smith and weston model 19 two inch
3: two inch wow wow that's pretty cool how about you pete uh colt peacemaker 357. wow mm. it a uh, peacemaker single action you carry it
2: no 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 no. not the peace keeper
3: no, the, no peace sorry,
2: the peacekeeper. the peacekeeper. The cold peacekeeper. I get the two the of them.
3: Peacekeeper, you carry, not peacekeeper peace Yeah, maker. yeah, the black, okay.
2: the, the black peacekeeper with the uh, pacifier grips from the factory that way. Anybody one that they hits
3: made... solidly with either one will be at peace. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Now, do you have others, or is that it? That no, you that's you the only I carry. That's the
2: only one I carry. Okay, well here you Everything go. Everything else Here's... is too big and
3: too, too or too unique or too whatever. Here's the list all right this is the one i carry most of the time this is a Taurus model 85 mm-hmm. 38 special i carry that thing a lot um if i'm not carrying that one and i'm not carrying a semi-auto i'm carrying this ruger sp101 mm-hmm. 357 magnum and on and on rare occasions depending but i had to wear it today because of all the dirty hairy stuff i did for the cold open i carry this smith and wesson model 66 in the official dirty Harry, i don't know if it's the official one but it's a galco shoulder holster but it kind of looks like the official dirty Harry shoulder holster so that's what i carry and i do have other revolvers like this model 10 a heavy barrel model 10 which i love this thing is so stupid accurate it i mean i generally practice with this at 50 yards because even though it has fixed sights uh, it's ridiculously accurate and what i've found is the most accurate way to shoot that just for your benefit sam because we're similar in age these guys are a little bit younger like a year or something but you're a little older than me here it is i close my eyes have somebody spin me around three times point me at the target and with both eyes closed i just press the trigger six times no nice. it's not don't really do that i'm kidding and then the other revolver which i love and i do take with me when i'm rabbit hunting is this little Ruger sure. single six i have a cylinder for um 22 long rifle and 22 magnum and you mentioned 22 long rifle as a defensive round i would say if you can get a good double action revolver in 22 magnum that would be pretty solid as well so those are my my revolvers i don't i I have never carried the model 10 that's the one out of the list that i don't ever carry but i probably would i just don't you know i I never think about it it would fit in the holster though it's a k-frame so it makes sense i do not have a 44 magnum Mm. but i'm hopeful and I do not have a 41 Magnum, but I have brass. <laughs> I'm almost there.
0: <laughs> You're a tenth of the way there.
3: Yeah. I don't have any bullets I've got, but I got powder primers and brass. Now I need is bullets and a gun to shoot them out of, but that's it.
1: You know, something else, almost, con- go
3: ahead.
1: Something else to consider though, too, is, um, what we're all talking about is we are all collectors. You know, and, and I'll bust out some of the ones. I have more revolvers than I do semis because um, I love them. But uh, one of the the things I would tell you straight up that I love about revolvers is they appreciate more than semis do. You know, and I've, I... Is, you know, that, had, is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I just, in fact, that was one of the things I, I texted a good friend of mine, Jeff Tavern, who owns Gunslinger Auctions, And it's probably the largest auction house now on the west coast and he's like by far you know you buy a a classic revolver and over time it's going to appreciate and have a higher resaleability value than the average person buying a semi-automatic and you know you go to the auctions you see some of these beautiful beautiful revolvers that are from civil war era the wild the wild west all I think 14 and a half years of that time period but, um, that we celebrate so much. But when you you look at those, they're just, they're incredible artisan craftsmanship. I can't highlight that enough. You know, and we could probably go on for four or five podcasts about some of those iconic pieces that may not be what you wanna to carry today, but like you look at what the Texas Rangers did with the Walker. I mean, there are so much history to unpack with that and some incredible shooting skills you know, looking at chasing people on moving horses while you're on a moving horse. With a, like there's a lot of dynamics that we don't simulate at Sam's really cool pistol range. <laughs> but we could well, you Sam. haven't done it yet. You've just
3: <laughs> talked. You've touched. okay, so you're gonna show us your guns here in a minute. We are right at about the thirty minute mark, I think. So we're gonna make the jump over to Gun Guy TV Crew. If you are not a member of Gun Guy TV Crew, I do urge you to sign up today it helps me keep the lights on and you can hear the entire podcast plus all the cool content that i post all week long you'll you'll have exclusive access to that Um, and if you're on rumble or you're listening to this on your favorite podcast player and you don't want to move to gun guy tv crew then i thank you very much for listening and watching as far as you did and i'm going to keep trying to talk you into going over to gun guy tv crew every single time all right we're going to make the jump we'll give you a couple of seconds go
1: you've been listening to the gun guy tv podcast